Hello there, our dear listeners. Welcome to the HSK Student Pod. This is Richard, your host from the HSK Etech team. Thank you for joining us on episode 32 of the HSK Student Pod. It's a pleasure to have you as one of our listeners. I hope you are all fine, despite the busy schedules you may be having, and I'm sure you are glad to see the winter weather out, and keen to welcome the spring weather. But as you know, the English weather, please do not lock up those uh, jackets. Do not be surprised if you need that special jacket or coat tomorrow. As usual, I'm not going to let you down. I have uh, special guests for you who are going to share wonderful messages with us, and I hope you enjoy this episode. everyone, welcome to episode 32 of the HSK Student Pod. I hope you're enjoying spring on campus and the weather's feeling a little bit brighter now, which is always nice to see. Now on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the My Learning Dashboard. It's something that's really useful for all students to engage with. And we've also got Shipper joining us from the SAS team to talk about reflective writing. We went around the School of Health and Social Work and randomly spoke to a few students, asking them the following question. The University of Hertfordshire has recently introduced something for students called My Learning Dashboard. Can you let us know what My Learning Dashboard is? Hi, Eric. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? No bad. I'm just uh, asking you, the University of Hertfordshire has uh, recently introduced a new system for you guys called My Learning Dashboard. Can you just briefly tell me what my learning dashboard is? I've not actually heard of it, so I don't know what it is. So really? Okay. What year are you? Third year. Oh, third year. Okay. Yeah. Working hard? Yeah, you could say that. Okay. That's beautiful. <laughs> trying. Okay. Yeah, try. Oh, that's beautiful. Keep trying. Amy, how are you, Amy? Good, thank you. How are you? No bad. So just say, I don't want to waste your time. I'm not sure if you know, the University of Hertfordshire has introduced a new system called My Learning Dashboard. Can you tell me what this system is and what it does? Um, I also haven't heard of it, I'm sorry. Oh, really? What year are you? Third year too. Oh, third year. Okay, don't worry, that's okay. That's sorry. Okay. Hi, Josh, how are you doing? Good, thank you. Yeah, so I'm just really taking a one minute of yours. I'm not sure if you know, the University of Hertfordshire has introduced a new system called My Learning Dashboard. I'm not sure whether you know what the system is. Can you briefly tell me what My Learning Dashboard system does and what it is? No, I don't know. Okay, you've never heard of it. And what year are you? Third year. Or third year. Which program? Physiotherapy. Oh, physiotherapy. Working so hard? Yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but just uh, to let you know, listen to our podcast coming soon. You'll find out what my learning dashboard is all about. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. Nice speak to you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Hi, Georgina. Hi. How are you doing? Yeah, very well, thank you. How are you? No bad. So just uh, a question. What course do you do? Uh, the Occupational Therapy Degree Apprenticeship. 
And which year are you? I'm in third year. Oh wow, that's uh, one of the most uh, busiest part of uh, your course. Yeah. But just uh, not to waste your time, I don't know if you know about this. The universe has introduced a new system called My Learning Dashboard. Can you just briefly tell me what this system really is or what it does? Uh, I'm not actually sure. I don't know if I've seen it or been on it, to be honest. So really, My Learning Dashboard is literally something weird to you. You don't even have a clue what it is. Yeah, not that I'm aware of. Okay, but you know what Canvas is? Yeah, I know what Canvas is. And, yeah, and, and you know where my to... modules. Okay, yeah. well done. So what I just need to encourage you is look out for episode 32. It will tell you more about what My Learning Dashboard is. And by the way, good luck on your course. Thank you, thank you, Richard. Thank you. Nice to speak to you. Thank you. How are you doing, Russell? Uh, not too bad. How are you? Uh, no bad. Uh, just to ask you, oh, which course are you doing? Nursing, what course? I'm doing occupational therapy degree apprenticeship. Okay, wow, that's good. Which year is this? Uh, third year. Wow, so you are the people almost finishing. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> oh, you're seeing the destiny. Don't, yeah. don't give up someone's clothes. Just say not even waste your time. I'm not sure if you know about this. The university is promoting a new system for students called My Learning Dashboard. Mm -hmm. Does that sound anything familiar to you? To be honest, no, not really, but quite interested. So you've never even heard about this kind of word, My Learning Dashboard? No. Okay, but would you be interested to know how you are performing, how, how your attendance is going? Yeah, I'd be quite interested as well. Okay, that's really good. So now to let you know we are coming out with our episode 32, please listen out. It has a really some very good information about what my learning dashboard is. Yeah. And do not forget good luck on your course. Yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. Nice to speak to you. Yeah, and you too. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Laura, our Associate Dean for Learning and Teaching and Student Experience, is now going to briefly tell you what my learning dashboard is all about. So I'm just going to talk for a couple of minutes about the My Learning Dashboard. Hopefully you have all come across the My Learning Dashboard. But if not, it was launched last year to really help students engage with their learning and attendance and general engagement. So you can access this dashboard through the My Learning Chart icon on StudyNet. And if you go to Ask Hearts, it gives you lots of information there. Now, when you click on the My Learning chart icon on StudyNet, what you'll see is lots of different data, lots of graphs and charts telling you different things. So basically, the data is drawn from different activity across your modules. It shows you things like your submission score and what grades you've achieved so far, and that's taken from Canvas. It also shows your engagement score. And basically, that looks at how much you've interacted with your modules compared to other students studying them. So how often you've looked at things like the resources, have you posted on any discussion boards, have you submitted your assessments, and have you tried any quizzes. It also looks at have you engaged with your module reading list. So that will show you how often you've clicked to look at what's on your reading list and onwards onto your reading. And lastly, it should also show your campus classroom attendance. So it won't show online sessions, but it'll show your attendance on campus for those classroom-based sessions. If you do spot any issues with those, it could be that there was a particular reader that was out, but it should be fairly accurate. Now, this is really useful for you to look at just to see how you are engaging 
And it can be useful to look at alongside your personal tutor so that you can have that discussion about what's going particularly well and also what you might need to work on. If you notice anything that's incorrect, then please do let your personal tutor know. And if there's any technical issues, you can contact the help desk for support. Now, if you look at it towards the start of the academic year, you might find it's quite empty because it it builds up the modules that you've completed that year. So it might vary how much is on there at a particular time. But we just really encourage you to click in and check your My Learning dashboard fairly regularly, just so you can see your engagement on your programme. Now, I'm also going to post a video and that's been circulated amongst programme teams for you to really see how to complete that My Learning dashboard. And welcome to Just a Moment with SAS. This is where all HSK students can receive updates on services offered by the SAS team, receive study tips and advice, and a chance to listen to interviews with our special guests. This is Shipa Begum, one of the tutors from the HSK Student Success and Academic Support Team, also known as the SAS team. So today in the first half of this segment, I will be talking to you a bit about reflective writing and what it involves. And in the second half, I will give you updates from the SAS team in terms of what is on offer in April. So let's start off with reflective writing. Why focus on reflective writing now? Now, during the last few weeks in the drop-ins and in my one-to-one appointments with students, I have met a few HSK students and they all seem to have similar questions. What is reflective writing and what is the difference between a standard essay and a reflective essay? Now, although the nature of reflective writing is different from the standard essays that you write, there are also many similarities. So I want to dedicate today's segment on three key similarities between reflective and standard essays. But before we do this, let's talk about what we mean by reflection. Reflection is a key skill to develop for any students, regardless of whether you have reflective essays to complete or not. It is when you look back at a previous incident and think about your actions, your experience, your feelings and your responses. You identify your key learning from the experience and think about what you would do differently next time. So you will find yourself reflecting on things you do in your daily life. But what we are doing here or what we are expecting from you is that you are applying this skill in an academic context. So now that we understand what we mean by reflection, let's look at the three key similarities between reflective essays and a standard essay. First of all, reflective essays should be written formally. Just because you are reflecting on yourself and you may be expected to use the pronoun I in your essay, it does not mean that you can write informally. It is still an academic piece of writing. Therefore, avoid using everyday expressions in your writing and contractions such as can't, shouldn't or mustn't. Avoid using the word very in your writing. It can make your writing sound less objective. For example, if you write, let's say, I was very nervous compared to I was nervous, you can see that the first example sounds more informal than the latter. Therefore, by simply removing the word very from sentence, it sounds a lot more objective and it does not affect the grammatical structure of your sentences. Also try to limit the use of the pronoun I and use it when you must or you feel you must. 
For example, when you are reflecting on your feelings, it is a good idea to use I. Overusing the pronoun I in your writing has the same effect of using the word very. It can sound quite informal. Therefore, use it as and when needed. Now, the second point is that reflective writing should include criticality, just like any other essays you write. So, how can you demonstrate criticality in your reflective essays? So, to answer this question, we need to kind of understand what a reflective essay isn't. A reflective essay is not a thick description of what happened in your placement or in your practice. It is when you include all the necessary information relating to the incident and unpicking key points to discuss further. So, how do we ensure that we are only including all the necessary details of the incident? Well, one of the tips that I share with students is to use the five W's as a guide, and these five W's are what, who, when, where, and why. And what I say to students is to construct questions according to those W's or using these W's. For example, what happened? Who was involved? When did this happen? Where did this happen? And by answering these five questions, you end up providing the reader with enough information about the incident for them to kind of understand the context. Therefore, you leave out unnecessary information, which also means you are left with more words to use when trying to be critical in your essay, which is a bonus. Now, once you have your description of the scenario, the next step is to identify key points that you would like to critically analyze. This means that you would need to answer some questions in regards to these points. So here are a combination of questions that you could potentially use to critically think about the points that you want to discuss further. So these are what went well, what didn't go well, what are your views in terms of what happened, why do you think this happened, what is your rationale, what could you have done differently, and the impact that it would have in practice if you were to implement certain changes. What have you learned from this experience? And I think one of the most important questions of all, how would this make you a better practitioner? Now, by simply answering these questions with no evidence would still make your writing quite descriptive. This takes us nicely to my final point, which is that reflective writing should include references to academic sources to support the points you are making. So this is similar to standard essays that you write. For example, if you state that, an, let's say, an assessment tool that you used to assess the patient was not the best tool to use for this particular situation, then don't just state why it wasn't effective. Use supporting evidence from literature you have read, such as academic books, journal articles, or case studies to support your claim. This shows that the points that you have raised are valid and supported by evidence, and it is not based on your assumption of what you think will work or not. So make sure you are using a variety of sources as you normally would in your essays to kind of back up your argument. Now, as we are on the point of using sources in your essays, make sure you are following the APA referencing guidelines when citing sources in your paragraphs or in your reference list. So the structure of a standard essay and a reflective essay can differ slightly. So we looked at the similarities. Let's look at some of the differences or let's look at the key difference. For example, when it comes to reflective writing, you may be expected to kind of select a reflective model to structure your writing. There are many models out there. With a quick Google search, you can find a number of reflective models that you could use in your essays. Read into these models and select the one that you prefer. 
Now, not all reflective essays will require you to use a model, so make sure you follow any guidance you are given by your lecturer on reflective writing. So, I hope this quick overview of reflective writing will kind of help you to improve in your reflection in your essays. If you do feel that you need support with reflective writing, please do reach out to the SAS team. We are more than happy to help you. This takes us kind of nicely to the final part of this month's segment, which is to provide you with a quick overview of the services that we have on offer for you in April from the SAS team. So first of all, the SAS team will be running a reduced service in the first two weeks of April as students will be off for the Easter break. This means that there will be limited number of one-to-one -one appointments and drop-ins on offer. Also, the drop-in and the one-to-ones will be available online only for these first two weeks, after which the services will be running in full capacity. You can find our availability on the SAS website. Also, there are workshops for you to attend in order to kind of prepare you for your assessments. We have a session on effective study skills for undergraduate students and one for postgraduate students. And we also have a session on time management. These workshops, again, you do not need to book. All details of the workshops can be found on our website. So I hope you found today's segment useful. This is the end of this month's segment of Just a Moment with SAS. As usual, do remember to make use of the SAS team. We are here to help you with your academic skills and assist you in getting most out of your study. So do check out the HSK Academic Skills Advice site. If you would like to contact us, please again send us an email to hsk.skills at hearts.ac.uk. Thank you for listening and do take care of yourself over the festive period. For those of you who celebrate Easter, I hope you have a great time. And for those of you who will be celebrating Eid of the month of Ramadan, Eid Mubarak, and again, enjoy yourself. Bye for now. I wish to thank all our guests in this episode, starting off with our lovely students who helped with creating the content for my learning dashboard promotional message, Molly, Jabia, Aisha, Tanya. Thank you very much for your help with this task. And also not to forget the students we spoke to when we went around the HSK, Georgina, Russell, Ellie, Amy, Josh, and all the other students that we spoke to. It was lovely talking to you all. I hope you and all our HSK student pod listeners now know what my learning dashboard is all about. Shipa, thank you very much for giving us that beautiful insight into reflective writing, a very important topic that always comes up when students are writing some of their assignments. I'm sure our student listeners have benefited from your message. Dear student pod listeners, as Shipa mentioned, if you need some help in improving your academic writing skills, 
please do get in touch with the, the SAS team. You are also encouraged to visit the SAS team website where you will find lots of useful resources to help you with your academic study skills. Also wish to thank Laura, our Associate Dean for learning and teaching and student experience. Thank you Laura for giving us the introduction to my learning dashboard system and for your contribution to this episode. Dear HSK student pod listeners, as Laura mentioned, please look out for my learning dashboard promotional video that will give you a visual introduction to the system. You are all encouraged to start making use of my learning dashboard to take control of your own learning. Thanks to all our guests, it's always a pleasure to have you on the HSK Student Pod. Also need to thank all other anonymous students and staff members who have made this episode to be a success. Thank you all for your support and creative ideas. As we come to the end of this podcast, I just need to say it's been a pleasure to have you as one of our listeners. Please do get in touch if you wish to be part of any episode or have an idea of what you want us to cover in future episodes. This is a call out to second and third year students who have already been on elective placements. We are looking out for three to five students to come and share a message that will help our first-year students as they prepare for their elective placements. Second and third-year students, please, do get in touch if you would like to take part in the elective podcast message. It would be great having you as a guest. Dear HSK Student Pod listeners, look after yourselves and your loved ones. I wish you all good luck in all those tasks you are undertaking whether you are a student or a staff member. I hope everything you do in April goes well for you. For all those who celebrate Easter and Ramadan, wishing you a good festive season. Happy Easter and Eid Mubarak. Thank you for joining us and for being part of this episode. Bye-bye from Richard, your host, and join us in our next HSK Student Pod, which will have something fresh and new to listen to.